China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Yeah, but it's Donald Trump that broke everything. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you to Allen's Artisan Soaps for giving us the um, honor and the pleasure of partnering with a company that's proving a point while making money. And the point is that, yep, even kids who are 12 years old with autism, so profound they can't form sentences, are created by God and loved by God and have creative abilities. It's allensoaps.com slash Todd, T-O-D-D. I sat down to record. I checked Twitter as I always check Twitter. The title of this podcast is FBI versus who? A threat to Demaka what? The meaning of the party's latest abuse. Right up on my screen, I get from the Daily Wire breaking news. FBI confiscates cell phone of Republican congressman. This morning while traveling with my family, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone. Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania said in a statement, they made no attempt to contact my lawyer who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that was their wish. I'm outraged, though not surprised, that the FBI, under the direction of Merrick Garland's DOJ, would seize the phone of a sitting member of Congress. My phone contains information about my legislation, political activities, and personal and private discussions with my wife, family, constituents, and friends. None of this is the government's business. You're watching a pushed, a purge their next step is you. They've been signaling this now with the COVID speech restrictions. They've been signaling it by calling you um, domestic terrorists for showing up at school boards. They've signaled it by destroying the careers of doctors. Dr. Simone Gold is not in prison because she broke anything in the Capitol. She walked in through open doors. She followed a line of people inside. She read a a speech she had prepared. She's in prison because she effectively pushed back against the party. Media figures lie about private citizens every day. There's a woman who works for the Washington Post. Taylor, what's her name? whose job is to dox private citizens and harass them for posting things on social media. She's the one who outed the libs of TikTok owner. That's her job. Doxing and threatening and lying about people. Alex Jones was wrong. Sandy Hook was not fabricated. Those were not crisis actors. That did happen. And a $45 billion verdict for being wrong or even lying 
45 million bucks is an attempt to bankrupt Alex Jones. It won't work because Alex Jones' supporters are going to support him with this. And it has the interesting side effect of me having watched now the most Alex Jones I've ever watched in my life because I watched the documentary Alex Jones War. I thought it was very even-handed. I learned a lot about Alex. I had, I had no knowledge of him prior to this. There are 20 Republicans who voted to put Merrick Garland at the top of the Department of something. It's not justice. We know that. And they voted to confirm a man who signaled exactly what he is. But they chose not to believe him or what they really did was he's a party man. And what they were so afraid of with Trump, so vitally afraid of, is he said the things you're not supposed to say. You're not supposed to point out that the intelligence services are corrupt. You don't do that. You don't point out that our generals have failed. You don't do that. You don't say you're going to build the wall. The parties agreed we're not going to build the wall. We want immigration. The business roundtable wants illegal immigration. The Chamber of Commerce wants illegal immigration. The SEIU wants illegal immigration. The Democrats want illegal immigration for votes. And if these people turn into Republican voters, as they are, the, the, the numbers are shifting with Hispanics big time, then the Republicans will refuse, further refuse to enforce the border. Merrick Garland is confirmed on March 2021. Only 30 of 50 Republican senators voted against it. The others, Blunt, Burr, Capito, Cassidy, Collins, Cornyn, Ernst, Graham, Grassley, Inhofe, Johnson, Lankford, Mitch McConnell, Morin, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, Rounds, Thune, and Tillis all joined with Democrats to approve the nomination of Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland has not seized the cell phones of the people who've been illegally parked outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. He has not arrested the people illegally screaming bloody murder outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. He has not looked for the funding behind whoever's paying for those people to continue to stay in D.C. or how they got there. He has not raided the home or many, one of the many homes of Patrice Colliers with Black Lives Matter Incorporated. He has not simply opened up Andy Noe's book on, on Antifa and found the cells and the cell leaders in the financing and the logistical support of a pronounced and for real terrorist group that has done two murders in broad daylight in this country, political murders, one in Denver, one in Portland. He hasn't pursued that at all. No, no break-ins, no seizures, no warrants. Yes, there's here and there an Antifa type who's been arrested and charged here and there. But the network remains untouched. Patrice Colliers remains wealthy. And she called for and led a group that demanded that cops be murdered. And they got murdered. And that is the very definition of a terrorist group. 
She didn't do the bombing, but Charles Manson didn't do the killing. Charlie hired it done. They didn't even hire it. They just caused it to happen. The same as Patrice Collier's. They shut down businesses and we were told to shut the heck up. They shut down schools. We were told to shut up. They shut down churches. We were told to shut up. As Antifa and Black Lives Matter marched, we were reminded those things can't spread COVID. And Mitch McConnell did nothing. And Rob Portman did nothing. And Lisa Murkowski did nothing. And Kevin McConnell did nothing. The Sturgis motorcycle rally, well, that's a death trap. A kindergarten field trip to the zoo, they'll kill everybody. It's a super spreader. And we were told to shut up. They began changing the rules of the elections. We watched it. We said, watch the chaos. I did on my radio program. A feature called Election Chaos Watch. Because we knew what it was going to be. Chaos and complications are the sweet hiding spots of scoundrels. They bragged in advance. It might take months to figure out who won. And Mitch McConnell did nothing. And Kevin McCarthy did nothing. And Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and that entire gang, Mitt Romney, did nothing. They had nothing to say. D.C. has stuck a middle finger in the face of Americans for decades. Particularly conservative Americans. A wall? We can't build a wall. Well, they're transing kids. Well, that's a social issue. And then Donald Trump came along. I will build a wall and it will be beautiful. And he won with that statement. That was it. It was over. At that moment, Donald Trump won the election. Because it's the thing that was not to be said. Because it was agreed upon by the party. Hey, let's not say that. The simple things, we can't say the simple things. Term limits, no, let's not talk about that. So what is the meaning of all this? What is the actual meaning of the party's latest abuse? Well, let's start with some of the people who are doing the abusing. Chucky Schumer talking about the uh, break-in to Mar-a-Lago and the FBI raid. I think they're going to pay a price for this in the election. And I think Democrats should use it as an issue that the rule of law, the protection of democracy is a key issue here. And we better watch out if we give Republicans power in either the House or the Senate. So that's the head of a party or one of the heads of a party that lied to the FISA court that used black ops lies to lie to the FISA court. The FBI leaders knew they were lies. They knew it was political oppo. They used it anyway. No one has had any lasting punishment for that. Any of the FBI agents who got slapped on the wrist or helped out of the agency early were reinstated by the figurehead. (laughs) And that's the leader of that party. The rule of law, I see. The FBI decided to raid someone else. Not, no, not the congressman. That was at the top of the show. Remember the James O'Keefe raid? James O'Keefe is a journalist. 
He does the sort of journalism that Mike Wallace in 60 Minutes used to do. He goes undercover. He sends undercover teams. Because people won't tell the truth in interviews because we live in a house of lies. Because the commandment that is most often violated in D.C. every six seconds is thou shalt not lie. The other is love thy neighbor as thyself. And they hate so much of the rest of the country. Because we will not be herded. And imagine their pain. They are so much smarter than us. It's so painful for them. The Lord was so clear, is, about actual equality. He created all of us. Every human being you see was created by God. Tale after tale. It's not just the prodigal. It's not just with Jesus. Tale after tale. There was the Lord saying, no, you're not lost yet. No, we can still, you can still come back. Time and again. But DC and particularly the shiny shoes have a supreme hatred of the base and in fact, a fear of it. And often fear is driven by hatred. They went to James O'Keefe and they broke in and they stole his computers and his phones. Why? Well, what they're telling us is because James O'Keefe illegally obtained the diary. No, he didn't. He was given a diary that appears to be Ashley Biden's. This happens all the time. Journalists come across the thing. That's how Matt Drudge became Matt Drudge. He came across materials showing that William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III opted to be sexually serviced by a young woman under the desk at the White House multiple times. And he chose to use a cigar and a sex act because William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III is a man driven almost completely by lustly fleshly powers. Oh, speaking of that, did the FBI ever get around to raiding Epstein Island? No, they didn't. In fact, and this is a fun little bit of this, the FBI raids James O'Keefe because James O'Keefe has a diary that apparently belonged to Ashley Biden in which she describes what sounds like being molested by her father. That's the figurehead, Joe Biden. They couldn't quite make it out to Epstein Island, but the judge who apparently signed off on the search warrants to search Mar-a-Lago. Just listen to this bio. He had been at the DOJ, and then he was part of the prosecutorial team going after Trump. I mean, pardon me, going after Epstein. Part of the prosecutorial team going after Epstein. And while going after Epstein, he realized, you know what? There could be a lot of money by not going after Jeff Epstein. His name is Bruce Reinhardt. So he starts himself an LLC, which eventually became an LLP, Limited Liability Professional Corp, a law firm. And he switched sides. He went to defend Epstein employees. 
<laughs> he went to defend them. Now, everybody is due a defense. Gosh, I wonder what his special sauce was. I wonder what special sauce he used to be able to defend Epstein employees. Gotta wonder. Maybe it was, hey, listen, I used to work at the DOJ. I was on the prosecutorial team. I know exactly what they have on each of you. Hire me at twice or three times the rate. Oh, he's a judge now. Yeah, he's a judge. See, he went from DOJ to private practice defending Epstein's employees. Boom. He's a judge. And he signed up. Well, he, he was given the warrants request by the FBI. That's known, but it's what's not known yet, yet. Yet, if he was the judge who signed off on that, he probably was since he was the one given that. Ain't it fascinating how the swamp works? Remember that ABC News and others had the Epstein story for years, but this just couldn't get it cleared, couldn't get it reported. Yeah, but it's Trump that broke everything. Mitch McConnell was in Kentucky, and, and granted, there's a, there's a very serious flood in Kentucky. That's where Mitch used to live. He lives in D.C. now. He used to be from Kentucky. He's not from Kentucky. He visits there occasionally. Mitch McConnell was asked about the first time in the history of the United States that the boss of one party has used law enforcement to go break into the home or one of the homes of the head of the other party. I'm here today to talk about uh, the flood and the recovery from the flood. That's his full statement, baby. Full of power and clarity. Mitch McConnell hates Donald Trump. He hates him. If Mitch McConnell were an honest man, he would say, I fully support FBI uh, uh, seizing the uh, records of Donald Trump terrorist, uh, insurrectionist terrorist. Uh, uh, he, he criticized the party. Uh, he, was, he said uh, that, that, that our generals had failed us, and I stand by General White Rage. I, I too, think that, that white privilege is an issue. I, 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 too, feel sometimes I was born in the wrong body, as does General Mike. Wait, I'm not supposed to say that. Can we strike that part? I'm not supposed to say the part out loud about how General Miley thinks she's a beautiful, beautiful woman with full books and breasts. And why wouldn't General Miley think that? The, that's what they're training people up to think. And Trump says it. Parents don't want their kids mutilated. Says the things the party says you cannot say. He's an imperfect vessel. He's a blunt man. He's often his own worst enemy. One of his instincts is to make everything about himself. And sometimes that serves him very, very well. And Donald Trump forced the hands of all of these people. He forced them to reveal themselves. I want you to hear what President Trump said. And it's a highly produced piece. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was probably sitting around waiting to be released at an inflection point. I want you to hear it. It's long. I'd also like you to hear a note from a gentleman I got to know a tiny bit in D.C. He is, and, and it's not really a private note. 
He sent it out sort of as a mass email. But I really don't want to get myself sideways with God by being deceptive. And I haven't asked this gentleman if I can speak about it on the podcast. And so I'm actually not going to get baited in to doing something that I think God might not approve of. But I want you to hear his note. I want you to hear part of what Mark Halpern has said in a piece that is otherwise locked behind a paywall. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear more about the use of the law to punish enemies because it's not just this congressman, it's not just Trump, and it will not remain in D.C. In fact, it hasn't remained in D.C. We'll get to those things, but I'll just tell you this. Remember yesterday, I mentioned the fact that the separate countries are training grounds, they're labs. The single most dangerous state AG in the country is a thug, cold, complete thug. His name is Bob Ferguson. He just bragged about forcing a man to sell his house because he has bankrupted him. Why did he bankrupt this man? I'll tell you about that in a second. Because it is a model of things to come. It's not just congressmen. It's not just senators. It's not just former presidents. It's guys involved fighting against government waste. Guys who make a mistake in filing paperwork that everybody makes. I'll give you the details on that in a second. Went in um, to the gym today and my coach asked me, she's doing some benchmarking. What that means is that we were seeing, hey, where are we at in terms of aerobic and anaerobic capacity now that we're starting to come back a little bit from the, the surgery? And I felt like that went pretty well. And then she asked me about my diet. She said, how are you doing nutritionally? But I think she looked at my gut when she said it. I think she did. I'm going to call her on it. I'll see her Thursday. I'm going to call her on it. And I said, you know what? I've loosened up a little bit lately. So I got home and I said, how much have I loosened up? I popped up on this scale and yep, I've loosened up. I put on about seven pounds of fat I don't want. Now, having taken off 150 pounds of fat I didn't want, having kept that off, seven pounds, it's really not that big a deal. I understand how to be strict and how to lock that down and drop that. I could drop it in seven weeks. I could drop it in two weeks. I could drop it in one week if I wanted to. I'm going to do three weeks and I know how to do this. But I want you to think about something. Seven pounds in four years is 28 pounds. Seven pounds in 10 years is 70 I remember when I realized that I weighed over 350 pounds. That was a shock. The putting it on gradually can fool you and lull you to sleep, but it does something else. It gets so bad that sometimes you notice, man, these pants don't fit now. Man, I hate sitting in airplane seats. Man, it's always hot. Can't get comfortable. I can't walk up that hill without breathing hard. And you start to put it away. But when it resurfaces, it hurts, doesn't it? 
when I decided to drop the fat and to ask for help, it happened in 12 weeks, if that, 95 pounds, gone. Now, that's really fast. And it had to do with a lot of gym work. I could have done it in 20 weeks without gym work. You can do this and sometimes you need help. I told my wife when she asked about, about, about our, our friends at Soda Weight Loss, I told her what they did. She signed up. She's had success. A beloved family member asked me about this. She's having tremendous success. So if it's added up over the years slowly, it won't take 10 years to come off. It won't take a year. Right? In fact, the people at Soda Weight Loss are so good at what they do after they get done chatting with you and how you eat and how you travel and your trigger foods, they're going to tell you how long it will take. And if it's going too quickly, they'll slow down. And if it's not going quick enough, they'll help you figure out what the sticking points are. That's what they do. It's SodaWeightLoss.com, S-O-T-A WeightLoss.com. Um, the guy just mentioned this guy named Tim Iman. So Tim was a, he did initiatives in the state of Washington and initiatives in the state of Washington before it became a separate country. The constitution of the former state of Washington says initiatives by the people are the same thing as a law by the legislature. And Iman then became a professional initiative maker because he said, hey, I'm spending all my time on this. I'm going to put together a political organization and I'm going to pay myself. And he disclosed that to people. Uh, he was accused of some bizarre things like stealing an office chair. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre scene. Um, but he's also been accused of misfiling paperwork and, and taking some money for himself. The same thing that everybody in politics does. In fact, in all likelihood, the AG who came after him, the thug Bob Ferguson, in all likelihood committed about five or six campaign finance felonies. Bob Ferguson raised money for a political party, the Spokane Democrat Party, that was actively under investigation for, at that point, having embezzled monies. And he raised money for them. That money could be used to fight the embezzlement charges. And he's the so-called state AG. He just recently bragged about bankrupting this man. This is a state that settled with the Green River Killer, the guy who went down Pacific Highway and other areas in Seattle to pick up prostitutes, took them to his house and tortured them over periods of days and slowly killed them, all the while telling them, I'm going to kill you soon, but not now. He did this to, what, 25 women? And they would they settled with him. They, 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 they settled. They refused to settle with Tim Iman for initiatives. They won't have anything. Iman has lost his marriage. He's lost his house. He's bankrupt. And the so-called attorney general is bragging about it. And you know what else he tried to do? He tried to ban Tim Iman from having any functional role in politics for the rest of his life. And what it came down to is a judge said, you can't do that. You can't take away his free speech. But Tim is not allowed to run a political organization. So he has to have other people run the political organizations, the fundraising. He's not allowed to touch the fundraising. They will come for us. They're already doing it through social media and jobs. The ESG score is set to come for us. Man, it's a good thing God is on our side. 
No, not in terms of parties. The Lord doesn't care about parties. The Lord cares about his people. If you went to the Lord Jesus and said, Lord, should we vote Republican or Democrat? The Lord Jesus would say, what are those? You're to be a good citizen. And here's my word. And if you live in a country where you vote, vote by my word. And in that case, in this country, that would probably mean Republican most of the time. Except that they're liars too. There's no doubt that cold civil war I started talking about, that's here. With hot spots. What's so fascinating to me is when the party began to notice it was here. Oh, it was here prior to President Trump. We, we had Antifa and Black Lives Matter Incorporated prior to President Trump. The party was tearing apart our cities prior to President Trump. Barack Obama was busing and flying illegal immigrants all around the country and hiding them from municipalities before President Trump. Barack Obama used the IRS to attack political enemies before President Trump. Barack Obama helped create Black Lives Matter Incorporated before President Trump. He helped back Occupy Wall Street before President Trump. He and Joe Biden were relocating people by voting district so they could change the voting in districts. They were scooping people up and saying, we're going to move you out of urban Chicago into suburban Iowa. We're going to take your federal monies away. If you don't want to move, fine, you're homeless. You don't have any federal monies. If you want federal monies for housing, get on the bus. We're going to bus you into a different state. Because we know how you're going to vote. Because if you are so reliant upon the party that you're going to agree to be moved, scooped up and moved out of your home for life and sent to a place you don't know, Iowa, it's because you don't, you've convinced yourself or been convinced, conned, the enemy has conned you into believing you can't live without Washington, D.C. Well, then you're going to vote for, for Democrats wherever we ship you. This is one of the ways they change the complexion of states in terms of voting and demography. They build these train lines and then they build housings along the train lines and they say these houses are, these are good for federal housing vouchers and then they scoop people up and they relocate people. They're doing it in Idaho. This was all going on before Trump. This, this war was all going on. Barack Obama could have calmed down the cities and the killings and the, and, the, and the young black men being the top cause of death of young black men. He could have done that better than anybody. And he didn't because it didn't fit what he needed to get done. But it was when January 6th came. This is what scared the party. You brought it here? You came here? Remember, in the first American Civil War, 
when it began, people went out in their carriages and took picnics to watch. To spectate. And then Robert E. Lee marched through their towns. Oh, oh, this is real. It's been real for a long time. The meaning of the FBI raid, we'll get to that. But it's not the FBI versus Trump. has nothing to do with democracy. Democrats don't even know what that is. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world don't take it from me that's from freedom house let's it's talk a, a little bit democracy yeah. courageous people and and it's it just i don't know why it is uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship it's a strong democracy china <laughs> where people can't Buy food without scanning a QR code and the government can turn it red any second they want to. And if you're not sufficiently supporting the party, they'll turn it red. If you're criticizing the party, they'll turn off your food. That woman is just a demon. She's inhabited by evil. Mark Halperin's not He's not animated by evil. He's not possessed by evil. There's a lot of Democrats who aren't. Nancy Pelosi is. I got a note from a guy named Alex. It's not my former producer. This is a DC Beltway guy. And it wasn't sent personally to me. In fact, I don't know if Alex even remembers I'm on his little distribution list. I don't know him well. I had some meetings with him and worked a little bit with him in DC. He is a legend. Uh, as I recall, he is a, he's an immigrant from Cuba who came here with no money and worked like a dog to get where he's at, landed in politics. He owns firm after firm after firm. He is as clever a man as you'll ever want to meet. He is a polite gentleman. Um, he has, I truly believe he has a massive, huge heart. I really believe it. And he's a creature of D.C. Um, he wrote in this note uh, to all of us. Hello, it's been a while. Where are we now after the FBI raid in Mar-a-Lago? I hope you allow me to point you to an important piece written by my friend Mark Halper. And you'll find it here. Prosecutor, prosecutorial discretion. In it, Mark notes. We're not headed to civil war. We're in one. In this, Trump has already won. He's forced the federal government to urgently defend itself from half its own people by trying to take out the leader of these people. Really? Half of us were in the Capitol? Half of us? We still don't know how many FBI agents were traipsing through the hallways. 
agitating. We know there were more FBI agents than so-called plotters in Michigan in the kidnapping hoax. Half the people. He continues, Trump has forced the Trump party to secede from the federal government as its way forward. Mark Halperin, son, hear me. The separate countries of Washington, California, and Oregon have been illegally allowing fentanyl, meth, and heroin to be sold. They illegally allow illegal immigrants not just to occupy the cities, but to run them and to vote in many cases in in municipal elections. They have created special laws for them. You you will not be charged with a DUI in, in the separate country of Washington State, or at least King County, if you are an illegal immigrant. You will not. Oh, a sure, a U.S. citizen, they'll charge the heck out of you. The, the cartels have set up business there, Mark Halperin. Russian, Honduran, Mexican, Chinese cartels run free. Mark, what are you talking about? See, I wrote back to Alex. I'll read my response, which, by the way, I didn't take time to proofread very well. So we are the ones seceding from the federal government, not the federal government coming and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to teach your kids how to masturbate when they're in kindergarten. And in seventh grade, we're going to tell them to have orgies with one another because we can. So shut up, bigot, racist. Halpern's piece continues. Trump has broken us. That the damn pundits are still endlessly talking about the price of gas and bacon, as painful as those are for American working families, proves we're just the walking dead and we still don't know it. Until everybody admits openly that Trump has won, that the country is truly broken, that we cannot fix it by usual means, everything will just get worse. Alex notes, I read Mark's emails every morning. I find them necessary and urge you to subscribe. The road ahead is bumpy and Mark's emails always bring some smart thinking. As always, if this email clutters your inbox, please let me know. Um, and in a short while, you will be spared. That's the view of a guy who has never, ever, ever seen his city seized by the party. That's the words of a guy who lives comfortably in the laptop class. That's the words of a guy whose small business was not snuffed out. Those are the words of a guy whose kids are going to be fine because they can go to private schools. That's the words of a guy who has not watched his church told you will not have services, or if they were, he doesn't care. That's a guy who was safe from the rioting in, in, in his cities. I watched the city in which I live, lived for years have six blocks seized and stolen. I had, I've, I've, I've talked with countless cops who were told, hold the line, hold the line, but don't use pepper spray. Hold the line, hold the line, but don't use flashbangs. Well, the DC Capitol Hill police had no problem using flashbangs. In fact, they started to toss them into crowds that were peacefully standing there. Oh, the country is broken. You think Trump broke it? This show is not going the way I planned it. I am more... I feel more righteous indignation about this than I knew. And I hesitate to say it's because of my ego. It really is. God forgive me. 
I'll tell you why I say that in just a second. Um, we'll get to President Trump's statement, which, of course, the media will black out. Uh, and then the subtext to all of this is they got to do something. <laughs> They're trying to call the figurehead Dark Brandon. And someone produced some commercials that the Chinese Communist Party made. Branding uh, Biden as Dark Brandon, but in a satanic way. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Uh, it truly is. It's If you'll allow yourself to laugh about it, it really is hilarious. Um, coming up next Thursday, August 18th at 3 p.m., my friend and brother Zach Abraham is doing one of his famous free live webinars. Um, he'll answer a lot of big questions um, and talk about protecting your portfolio against loss. And particularly now, <laughs> I'm going to ask him Friday on how, how does the market actually respond to things like this? Like what, you remember the last time a, a president's house was seized or searched by the FBI? How, how will the market react to this? This is why risk management is so important. And it is risk management that is the heart of Bulwark Capital Management. Risk management involves questions like, when should you take Social Security? Is it going to be there? When can you retire? When should you? What about long-term care? Do you need that? What about estate planning? These are all questions Zach addresses in this, as well as getting to the heart of what is risk management? How does Bulwark Capital Management do what it does? It's a free live webinar, but it does require you to register because it always tends to sell out. Super easy to do. Just go to knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative, Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. Oh, just uh, going down memory lane here. I was thinking about Jimmy Comey. Played a little, did we play the Jimmy Comey thing yet? Did we play Kimmy? Jimmy? I know we played it in the five minute focus, but did we play Jimmy Comey? From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department in 2014, 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information at the time. That's the lowest level of classification. I remember watching that. Uh, we were in the radio studio, and if I, if I recall correctly, um, let's see, I was doing the afternoon show uh, before I switched to mornings and we were watching, yeah, we we're watching it live. And I remember reading or listening to that going, oh, Hillary is toast. Oh my gosh, Comey's saying that she had all these, these, those are top secret, top secret. That's a felony. Classified, those are felonies. It's like a hundred felonies. And then when you count up the fact that she sent them to her maid, Hey, will you print out the secret, top secret stuff for me? And to Annie, Anthony Weiner to print out for Huma after Anthony got done, you know, trolling kids to send him nudes. Hey, Anthony, when you're done trolling 11-year-old girls to send you nudes, could you print these out? 
Every time she did that, that was a national security felony. Every time she shared it with people, every time her so-called IT consultant who couldn't be bothered to put on a, even simple Barracuda software to prevent intrusions. <laughs> she called her email, her top secret email, Clinton mail. Every time he had possession of that on his devices, on her server, it was a felony. Every time her, her disgraced law firm had it, it was a felony. They weren't cleared for that. Her bleach bit company that wiped her server with like a cloth, it was a felony for them to have it. And I remember listening to Jimmy Comey talk about that and then say no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. Why? Because it would break the country. That's it. See, there's always been a rule. You don't prosecute ours. We don't prosecute yours. Joe Biden is blackmailed material. Hunter Biden is blackmailed by his own words. You don't prosecute ours. We don't prosecute yours. Nancy Pelosi is a drunken insider trading monger. You don't prosecute ours. We won't prosecute yours. But why, what is the meaning that they're willing to go so hard at Trump? Part of this, they're terrified. We still haven't taken the knee. And as long as we only take the knee to God, man, that bugs them. Julie Kelly writes, I know the FBI raid is occupying everyone's attention, but please take a few moments to read this because it looks like Biden might fire the Trump appointed office of inspector general who uncovered the missing texts related to Jan 6. She writes, there's no ways these, no way these texts aren't recoverable. And absolutely. The office of the inspector general said, Hey, why did you delete your text messages? Is it now five federal agencies that deleted their texts around the time of January 6th? The yeah, Trump broke everything. So why now? I think it's because that which they thought could never happen has happened. That's the panic. That's the panic. And that's my ego problem. Oh, it's happening all around the country. There's a so-called prosecutor in Georgia. Um, we've talked about this, this woman before, this criminal. Uh, the Graham Fulton County District Attorney, so-called Fannie Williams, told the Georgia federal court that the central focus of her investigation into the 2020 election is former President Donald Trump's January 2, 2021 phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Reffensperger, requesting that the secretary find 11,780 votes in the president's favor. And Julie Kelly writes, with that opening paragraph, the Fulton County Democrat revealed the hoax of an investigation she is running. Trump did not request that Raffensperger find 11,780 votes, period. It never happened. 
She's attempting to prosecute the president and Lindsey Graham and others based upon literal fake news. Why? So they can't run anymore. So they're barred from ever holding office again. That's why. But, 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 but why now? Why now? Well, they have a absolutely huge issue with the figurehead. Do you think Joe Biden should be running for re-election in 2024? Will you support him when he does, if he does? I think Joe Biden should do whatever he wants to do. I don't want to answer that question because we have not, that's not, yeah, I don't want to answer that question. I, look, it's a question people are, are debating. You're asking me on, on TVs. That's not a yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should endorse when we get to it. I am not talking about 2022. I'm not talking about 2024. <laughs> Ms. Maloney. I don't believe he's running for re-election. I'm working on my own election, and that's all I'm focused on right now. And that is a, a situation that everyone should evaluate at the appropriate time. Too early to say it doesn't serve the purpose of the Democratic Party to... to to deal with that until after the midterms. My mission is to win this election in 2022. My focus is totally on this November. I think there's a lot of us who want to see new voices rise in the party. <laughs> They've got a huge problem, but why now? Why did Trump break everything in their minds? January 6th truly frightened people because they said, wow, I mean, look, it's okay to burn down Portland and to try to kill federal cops there. It's okay to try to murder Seattle cops and trying to burn them alive by locking them in a trailer and burning them alive. It's okay that Antifa has databases of facial recognition databases of cops. It's okay that they've somehow managed to get drone support for what they do. These things are all okay. It's okay that Black Lives Matter Incorporated has demanded that cops be murdered and the murder of cops is up 200 to 300% in some cities. That's okay. That's, but they're not here. Don't you do, come to the steps of the Capitol. My kids saw that. My kids saw that. That's, that's within walking distance of my bus stop, my train stop. Why, that's right on the orange line to Maryland. Or is that, no, wait, orange line, Maryland? Yeah, that's right. Does orange line go to Maryland? Yeah, it does. I think it's the red line that goes to the fancy parts of Maryland. But why now? What's the meaning? Um, nothing scares power more than watching it seep away. Good news, bad news. Let's start with President Trump's statement. And it's very much along the lines of it was a dark and stormy a night. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. that has the highest inflation in over 40 years where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades 
We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We're a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we're fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Anger is so often driven by fear. Control, demand for control is driven by fear. I wrote this back to Alex, who sent me the notes, um, Mal Halpern's, Mark Halpern's piece. Dear Alex, may this find you well. I pray you will read a blunt note as a non-writer hoping to be clear, not rude, and not angry. What I read in that piece is a view from the Beltway, full stop. In my judgment, my friend, D.C. broke D.C. and the GOP killed itself. It was D.C. that refused the peaceful transfer of power. They had Trump impeached before he took office. And please remember, I couldn't bring myself to vote for him the first time, but sure did in round two. After I watched what D.C. and the media refused the will of the voters and watched what Trump actually did. Trump won because of D.C. and the GOP. It was the exact scenario about which I warned 
the RNC when I left. I said, there'll be an outsider, a Hollywood type. He will run against you and as much as the Dems and he will win. I was thinking of Chuck Norris as the model, but Chuck is too busy beating up grizzly bears. A wall? We can't build a wall. Trump, I will build a wall. Voter ID, that's racist. Trump, we need voter ID. Transing kids and forcing same-sex marriage upon people are social issues. We can't win on social issues. Trump, they're mutilating children and taking away religious rights. Then the lies to the FISA court went unpunished, just like Hillary's hundreds and thousands of national security felonies went unpunished. And now she and Lois Lerner can swap insider trading tips with Nancy Pelosi. Then came the summer of love. And the same FBI that raided James O'Keefe because of the diary couldn't be bothered to figure out who was funding, logistically supporting, including drone coverage and medical supply lines, running both public and private comms for Antifa BLM Inc. While they burned down the city in which I used to live and many others and called for cops to get killed and had them killed. And all they had to do was buy Andy No's book. Then D.C. declared war on churches and small businesses and gave the spoils of that war to abortion, Silicon Valley, and BlackRock Vanguard. BLM Antifa riots were somehow free from the COVID flu while Sturgis and the kindergartens were death zones. Trump is raided. Fauci will retire with 400000 plus per year at least. And there's the big difference, Alex. We watched the federal government choose their side, the same side Obama chose. Uh, young people uh, in, 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 in the streets, we hear you. And Cami Harris's Twitter account chose as she raised money to bail them out. Rashida Tlaib and her family chose them. As Rashida's daughter tweeted out the locations of police lines during one of the many sh- um, shoot and move skirmishes the feds allowed to occur in our cities. Myself and hundreds of other people left the cities. When Antifa came to the biggest town in our area, they were met by about 300 armed citizens who peacefully helped them make the decision to drive back to Washington State and were kind enough to provide a peaceful escort across the border. We did more for law enforcement in one day than the FBI did in a year when it came to the terrorist groups BLM and Antifa. Does D.C. still have a logo of BLM tattooed on a road by the White House, Alex? Far from seeking war, sir, our pastors are preaching. We pray for our opponents and remember who the identity of the real enemy is. We're to vote as Christians. We're to be involved and speak the word of God into the political process. We aren't interested in war. What DC has done by escalating this thing is to tell people, but this time with the FBI badge in their face and ATF snipers on a roof, a wall, we were not building a wall. Voter ID, forget it. Transing kids and forcing same-sex marriage upon people, get used to it. And there sits Donald Trump. The hatred the D.C. Republicans have for the conservative base has manifested itself into a situation that was easy for an outsider to see coming, and I'm hardly the only one who saw it. A republic, Alex, if we can keep it. God keep you, Alex. Here's the ego issue. For me, told you. Told you so. You push people, you push, you push. Eventually, someone pushes back. The true heart of this issue is this. Trump was their clown. He was their clown. No one's going to buy his act. 
And then he kept his promises. He may be the first president since Ronald Reagan to govern exactly as he ran. He actually started to do those things. When Trump came into the GOP field, all the shiny shoes scoffed. All he said was, I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be big and beautiful. And the GOP base said, he's willing to do the thing that they say they can't do. And we all know they can do. We all know we can build a wall. None of us are that stupid. Then he talked about the swamp and fake news. All the things that Nancy Pelosi and her dear, dear friend, Mitch McConnell, couldn't stand to hear. See, he wasn't supposed to win the GOP primary. After he won it, he wasn't supposed to be president. He was their clown. He was the Democrats' clown. It was the down year for the Republicans. Yeah, we'll just spend four years without the White House. No big. We've done it before. See, the meaning of the raid is that they know they're losing control. They know it. It's falling apart. Part of it is the Great Reset. Part of it's the division. Part of it's the crushing of America. Part of it is the Great Reset to remake it in their own image. And there's the phrase. Wow, you know what really is happening? The same thing that's happened throughout the Bible. I beg you, become reacquainted with the Bible. God will only put up with thieving and lying and pursuing fleshly lusts and harming the widows and the least of these and making your own gods, he'll only put up with with it for so long. So that fear that they feel, Alex and Mark Halperin, you may think that God or that Trump is ungodly? Guys. Guys. Can you even hear this? We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world don't take it from me that's from freedom house let's talk a little bit can you even hear that did you even see the attempts to install the injection passports do you even hear them talking about the social credit system they seek mark alex you're on the wrong side that fear same thing that a lot of kings in the Bible felt. Why can't I get them to take the knee? Why aren't my powers working anymore? I mean, the FBI said he's a Russian plant and that didn't work. They said he's a terrorist and that didn't work. We staged a kidnapping and that didn't work. Must be very, very scary to understand that you're losing your powers. 
This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And let us not fall into the trap of anger and hatred. Let us pray wisdom upon the unwise. Let us pray peace in the hearts of people whom the FBI would like to animate towards violence. Let us pray that the Holy Spirit is with us and that may the Lord Jesus have mercy.